Hello, aren't we kind to you? You're getting a special episode meaning we've got our voices for you twice this week. We had an idea when we started doing this. The idea was to help highlight the problems clubs were facing with owners and potential relegation. This spiraled to where we are today. Old and athletic, we can safely say we've become fans of yours. Aside from when you play our clubs, we'll be cheering you on. We've met some cracking people, from the guys on the doors, Andy and Jeff, who welcomed us with a smile. Pamela who made sure we were served the best bangers and mash we've ever had. Steve who made all of this possible. To the main man himself, Mr. Oldham, the nicest and most welcoming man we've ever met, Frank Rothwell. And not forgetting Darren who looked on in pure horror when he realized that we were about to interview Frank. Even if you don't love Oldham, you'll love this, I'm sure of it. It's the lower league look. 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 Tom, Oldham fan, what's your feelings about the recent takeover, first of all? Overwhelmed and happy. If you'd asked me months before that, it was all doom and gloom now. A bit of optimism, the ground's buzzing, and it feels like we've got a club back. We've got a bit of identity again. The passion's here. From fear and relegation, we can now look optimistic towards the top. And it's, yeah, do you know, it's, it's interesting because we talked to a lot of Oldham fans today, and it's the same feeling. Obviously, it's frustrating that you've gone down last season, you played in the National League. How do you feel about the National League in, in general? Well, it's one of these, I've done a lot of ground hopping. I've got nothing against it, but I never thought I'd see my team down here. So far, it's not been too bad. We had a good day out at Torquay. I'm not being a patronising, but Torquay has a football league club feel. Well, credit to Dorky, they come up here, the fans were noisy, but they played good football. I was impressed with the fitness levels and it shows. OK, it's bad, but it's not that bad. And so the teams will be better than what we saw in League Two. Yeah, and, that, and you're absolutely right. I, I think that we've mentioned it before as well. I personally, I'm up for three, up three down from League Two to to, to the conference. Personally, when I first got into football, I remember four going up, four going down. I think it should be four up, four down, four down through all divisions because it keeps the season going for so many teams and gets fans hooked. It's nothing worse than being in a season nothing to play for and feeling like a drag, although we have took that round in relegation, but yeah, I think the National League now is effectively the fifth professional division. Most of the teams have got big budgets. More up, more down. Absolutely. So, I'm going to ask you about today, Wheelstone. Unfortunately, the Raiders not here today, apparently. I've met him before. Right. I went ground up in a few years, going to come over to talk, and I've got my photo, I actually shared it on Twitter. He's not a bad lad. He doesn't like it being called non-league. He thinks it's patronising, but I can't fault him. There's fans like him. A passionate, that's what football's about. Someone getting behind the team. Not Okay, it's a bit of aggro, but it wasn't malicious aggro. It's just banter. Yeah. And fair play to every one of them that's made a trip up here. Yeah, apparently there's going to be, a, from what I understand, there's going to be about 200 of them. Doesn't look like there's 200 of them right now. I used to work turnstiles here. And then we played Dagenham one year and everyone was the other 200. I went, yes, to work, there's about 150 of them come from a turnstile. So it doesn't look it, but the problem is, we'll also include like guests and players' wives and all that. But 
fair play, you know, I love being football, I love going to on a Tuesday night, and I know they've had their own problems, so for them, this is like a big fish in the pie for them, so I can't fault them. Prediction, tonight, what are we going with? Oldham 2, Wellstone 1. Oh, we'll see, let's hope. I'll tell you what, I'm hoping for an Oldham result as well, so come on the last and going on to the field, number 20, Mike Fondor. just jump straight in on this i'm going to just say guys we've i've done an introduction already so we don't need to worry about that um special episode we're going to box off oldham and we've got with us tonight you might recognize him we've got oldham chris back chris say hello hello it's chris from france the oldham fan the mad oldham fan how are you lads? how are you doing we're doing great thank you we're doing really good in fact i'm doing brilliant we've also got come, come around chris we've also brought back for a special still a special guests tonight Chris back for a special episode, but Chris, we've got an even more special guest just for you. Better than Chris Dizzy? Better than Chris Dizzy? Oh, no. Oh, Mr. Rothwell. <laughs> we have Frank Rothwell, the owner, <laughs> the new owner of Oldham Athletic. Let me just move yes, this back. <laughs> so, Chris, Lee, if you want, we'll get, we'll make this work. We'll, we'll make this work, boys. We'll cuddle up. We'll cuddle up. So, he's off the cuddling up bit. Yeah. So, Chris, we're gonna let you. We're gonna let you just go in first on this. And Grant, you'll have to translate because I can't hear Chris properly. But we'll make this work, Chris. What do you want to say? What can I say? This guy that that next to you is a, is has been a revelation. He's a miracle. I mean, where's he come from? I mean. We had John Sheridan, who I know, Chris, I won't say nothing because I know you're there tonight, Chris, so you won't get thumped off John Sheridan. <laughs> but you were his biggest fan last year. Last year, We've got Joe Royal, we've got two gods, and now we've, we've seen him defend a third god in Oldham, and he's sat there outside here, a man who's rode across <laughs> thousands of miles, done loads of things, and he's like a breath of fresh air. The club is, is black and white from last from three weeks ago. What have you done? Where have you been, Frank? Where have you been since, since 2004, man? Come on. You've, you've, well, welcome uh, to our stupid daft club and thank you very much. <laughs> well, it's actually 19 days since we bought the club and it's, um, it was a family decision. We came to the late Orient game and uh, we were so impressed with the, um, with the Atleticos, our young supporters, who, who sung all the way through it. They have a, bit, a big drum, they have a drummer. And it's just two lads who've got this, this singing group together. And, and they're really young. Their average age is about 16. You know, there's loads of 12-year-olds 12 12-year-olds 12 in them. And when we came to see the late Orient game, which we won, and they, um, <laughs> we, we were so impressed. With it. On the way home, my son said to me, he says, you know what, Daddy? He says, we could do something with... with with all of us on your bike, we don't, we're not buying a football club. <laughs> then, then what happened is that um, uh, my son-in-law plays golf with Darren Royal. And so Darren, uh, he, he, my son-in-law says, oh, Darren wants to speak to you because uh, I, I wear another hat. The other hat I wear is the, um, I'm the business ambassador for Oldham Council. It's an unpaid job, something I, I'm passionate about Oldham, so of course I'll do it for nothing. Anyway, uh, Darren Earl says, well, you must know all the businessmen. Can you come and put a, a 
consortium together. I said, well, it's, it's when for? Well, it's just that <laughs> four weeks' time. You can't do that. You just can't put, do, put do that type of two years. I mean, probably more than two years. So, uh, anyway, uh, that, uh, he, he told me his vision, his vision of what he, where he saw the club going, what, what this club could do if the club, if the badge owned the, the land, stadium, car park, and the surrounding land as well. He, he says, this is what we could do. And he, he told me his ideas and how it would work. And, uh, and well, you know, eventually I spoke to my wife and then spoke to the family, and the family said... Yeah, you know, probably, probably could. So we have another meeting with him, and um, and it just happened to be that uh, Simon Blitz, who is a landowner, owns the stadium, and uh, he was coming over three days later. So we, we met him, and uh, he did not want to see the club go into receivership or administration. He definitely not receivership administration. Looks like liquidation. He he did not be, want to be the person responsible for that. So we talked, talked to him and we talked about price on whether we could afford it, whether to, to buy the stadium and the adjacent land. So eventually we do a, we have a verbal deal. So that then, and it really had to be done that you own the stadium first, you know. So then we then, we then started to speak to um, Abdullah and uh, Abdullah... Well, we'll let just one person speak to Abdullah because he didn't get confused, or you know, or we we, we wouldn't know what we'd said. So, met my son Luke, who's uh, 47 years old, a bit more placid than me because it wouldn't have happened if it had been me doing that. <laughs> so, we do a deal with verbal deal with both parties. So, then I thought, well, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to, John Sheridan's the top man, you know, we're not going to get better than John. I mean, the fans, not the fans, the supporters love him, you know, and he's got absolute respect. And uh, so once we've done, done, they got the verbals on it, I phoned John up. I said, can I, I'll phone John and tell him. So John, I said, you don't know me. I said, but, um, I, said uh, I just bought all an athletic. Who, who are you? He thought it was wine. He was that all the time. <laughs> who, who are you? Well, I said, we did meet once, but you won't remember me because I remember you because you're really important. You know, so, so explain to him when we've met and all that type of thing. So, and uh, did he remember uh, in the end? Did he remember? Oh, well, he did do, yeah, of course, he did. Yeah, well, it, it was only like a, about three or four weeks earlier, and I was one of them people that come, can I have a photograph with you? And I was as part of my hat when I wore <laughs> the, 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 the business ambassador's hats. We went around all the businesses, all of them, most of the business, most of the business we can do, and uh, we, we came to see all the athletics as being a business. And I came and met John Sheridan. We had a photograph for the for the photograph wall, you know. And so he remember, remember, remembered. And, uh, he won't so forget I, you. He won't forget you, would he, Frank? I said, you, you need to come and... I said, can you come tonight and have an hour with our family? You know, I can tell you what our, what we want to do. And, you know, so he, he came that... He, on his way home, he came and called. And we, with Darren and my, all my family, we, we sat down and we, we talked about what our visions were and... Uh, what Darren's visions were, and Darren's vision is that we want to be in two years, we want to be self-sustainable, yeah. and uh, and then moving on from there. In that time, if we, if we get some promotion, we do. But I've not been John, uh, John showed under that kind of pressure. He's got, he puts himself under that sort of pressure. <laughs> he's such a conscientious man. He's a, he's a sound man, you know. And so we, um, 
we told John and then nobody else knew apart from John. He was the first person we told. And then we decided that the, the next thing we'd do is get the uh, the fans groups together, which I now call the supporters groups, because f- f- football fans have a, um, some of them have a, a bad reputation, you know. Um, there's been fighting in the past on motorway services. The police have to make sure that certain fans don't go to the same services as all of them, so there's no conflicts and all that. Well, in Oldham, we don't have that. We have supporters because, we, we, you know, on Saturday, we had 8,000 supporters. So, 8,500, you know, and it was brilliant. Like the other, other clubs in the in the uh, in, in this division were in, you know, at one thousand two hundred, but not one two. It was like six of them. We, yeah. we had more supporters here on Saturday than another six of the uh, other um, teams, clubs, they call them teams or clubs, well, yeah. Club, yeah, clubs in in the same division. So, and it was the supporters we bought into. It was a support of Oldham. I, I know it's it's sad that we had the, the pitch invasions and uh, um, yeah, I'd be very sad about that while I was here. But is it, is it, <laughs> I can't see it going from from peak to down so quickly. No. So let's see. No, no. Do, Not do, you think, do you think that the the pitch invasions and things kind of as bad as they are needed to happen to force some form of change? Well, look. I have a problem with pitch invasions because what happened at Hillsborough, mm-hmm. um, it's not what happened at Hillsborough, it's what happened before Hillsborough. Um, so, so that all, I can remember all the football grounds had uh, mesh uh, reinforcing bars all the way around so it to prevent fans from running onto the pitch. And after Hillsborough, Hillsborough was caused by, there was a lot of things that caused Hillsborough, but one of them, was that the supporters, the fans, weren't allowed to go on to the pitch because they couldn't, they couldn't climb through the mesh. Grand's dogs going So there was no escape, for, no escape for the fans. They were trying to climb over it and they couldn't climb over it. So one of the things that Maggie did, whether you love Maggie or hates or whatever, she says, if anybody runs on a football pitch now, she says they will be immediately arrested and put into jail, full stop. Wow. She says that's not going to happen ever again. We're going to take down all our these barriers to stop fans going on. So and nobody would. If anybody on pitch, they got hammered. You know, in, in, yeah. after Hillsborough, you know, if anybody felt that everybody felt that that's one of the elements that caused Hillsborough, and uh, so it just can't be done. They they, they were extremely frustrated. Um, another thing I'd like to tell our supporters. Um, is that when, when they did the coughing thing and they did the chanting and all that outside, uh, Abdullah wasn't there. You know, and it was the, the ladies who do the tea and the coffee and they work in the office, felt threatened and they felt frightened, you know, and, and that's wrong. You know, so um, I don't know what you do in a situation like that. Passion takes over. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 from Hillsborough, I think, we yeah. owe it to Hills. We're never going to have that. But again. I, th- I think, like Frank, you know, you mentioned those things, and obviously that was uh, the club in a little bit of crisis. The fans struggled with what was going on. We now look at the positivity. We look at yourself taking over the club. Everything's exciting again, and I don't think we're going to have that problem, are we? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it would be a long t- the, the passion. Yeah. Yeah, the passion. Yeah. I mean, passion. you. you sorry. 
you look at Frank, I mean, he went, he went to the Orient game on his way home. They decided to buy a football club. Most people buy a bag of chips, you know what I mean? This guy has got <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, what can we say? I mean, should we should we buy a bag of chips? No, let's buy the club. I mean, it's superb. I mean, it's if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. I mean, I live in France and I'm still Latix mad. I'm still involved as best as I can. And uh, I was talking to Roy yesterday, Roy Butworth. I mean, I, I have a lot of contacts still over there, and I love I love the club, and it's just absolutely. And once I'm better next year, I'm coming over. And I'm gonna I'm gonna see Shezer again. I'm gonna get back in there. I'm probably gonna have a few enemies because of Twitter and Facebook, but that's the lie. But what I, but but I, I say what I think, and I don't, you know, I mean, I'm a bit like Frank in, in a way, but uh, I've got a few quid behind him at Bank. I think he's probably going to have a few quid less now he's bought that club. But at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. And I think what was coming across to our fans is he's loved because he's a local man, he's a people's man, he's a, he's a in every every Twitter. It, Frank with her, he was taking. Frank with her, he was filling in. Pop. It's, it's, it's. I've got more thought, more photos on my phone of Frank now than I have of my wife. I'm having a bromance with somebody I've never met. What's going on? I've got loads of pictures of Chris's wife. So I'm just going to say I've got loads of pictures of Chris's wife on my phone. Grant, do you, you've been in this league? Yes. You've followed your club in this league. I'm going to translate yeah, Grant for you because he's oh, yeah. partly, but, he, but he's Scottish. Okay, well, so I'm going to translate him for you because I am probably going to do a wee bit of translating, Frank. But he's got your yeah. hat. He's oh, got oh, a... you, you, absolutely! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. I've went tweet hat. I've went Oldham top, fond up in the back of it. He loved him. Oh, fantastic! Because he obviously played for Hartlepool as well. He fond up. Oh yeah, oh, no, that, okay, yeah, yeah. So, I, I love Hartlepool. When I was training for my rowing, I, I went out to Hartlepool Marina, uh, and it's a great place. Go, go, every time you go through that lock. And then I go on the ground. Oh. Yes, but, uh... <laughs> so, so, Grant, the question for you then, you followed yeah. your club in this league. What what does it take to get out? Because you, you got out and you got out by, I want to say, by the skin of your teeth. You, you play a final, you conceded a goal to, you got to a goalkeeper and won on penalties. Like, if you were looking you know at what? this league, what would you say? A club in this league, you don't need to be the best club in the league you look at us when we came up through promotion through the playoffs you look at a club like Grimsby they came up through the playoffs as well it's a hard hard league we all know the National League's a horrible one the two up two down formation's awful it needs to be scrapped and it needs to be three up three down and two auto spots has to be and I think any owner in the National League should try and push for that that's the first thing I would really love to see you try and do and for three to be promoted and three to come down from League Two is what this league should be pushing for. But what it needs, three down. That's what it is in every league. Well, so League Two up is yeah. four, League One down is four. But where the League Two is the only league that is two teams relegated, which makes it so hard to get out of this league that you're now in. I've not met um, so far. I've not met an owner yet of a, of the club of a club. Um, um, the the owner of Torquay wasn't there. The owner of um, no, Dorking was was the manager. He didn't come after they lost. He didn't come across for a beer. Um, <laughs> what, what, what a top man he is! To, to, to own and manage a club. No, no, own and manage a club. Yeah, and build it from day one. Wow. Yeah, you know, and have another job as well. You know, oh, <laughs> that bloke is something special. I wish I was like him. But it takes for me. It takes. Passion. See a passionate club, 
a club that supporters can rally around everyone and really drive will be successful in this division. When we had our first home game on Saturday, what I wanted was I wanted the world to see all of them and all of them athletic and think, how the hell has this club ended up here? Mm -hmm. I want to say another thing. This club cannot be down here for long, you know, because we've got so much support. You know, um, Darren says to me, Frank, he says, the, he says the, the, the average club in the in in the division we're going to loses half a million pound a year. So okay, let's. Uh, are, are they going to be better with my interfering in the running of it? No, they're not. I'm going to. Uh, my job is to make sure today. I was litter picking today, but we have a, lo a lot of the good staff, ground staff. We had another. They've all. They've all. And then, uh, and then he here we are now, and, uh, and it's, it's exciting. It, it is, is exciting. It, it's, everybody, the whole town, not just the, everybody now, supports all the athletic. Your world, your world, world, well. Everybody is. We're better. Well, not me. I'm a better fresher. It's a better fresher around here, you know. Yeah. And everybody's excited, and my wife's excited, and my my daughter, my grandchildren are excited. Everybody else's grandchildren are excited. But like, can I tell you something? I want if if our supporters see this, or your supporters, something happened to me on day four of the um, that we, we bought the club when I was walking through the car park. And there's this woman, late 30s, early 40s, with two girls. These girls are probably eight and nine years old, and uh, they're in full latex kits. Well, you know, so I said, oh, obviously, like, you know, so I said, hello, what have you Yes, she said, we're going to go and buy this year's kit. I said, well, I didn't realise what they were I knew so little. I didn't realise the kit they were wearing it wasn't this year's. You know? well, I, said, <laughs> I said, make sure you buy the away kit. It's dead smart. Shame we the I wish kit. I'd known that. I bought the home kit. Oh, the away kit's dead smart. I bought that. <laughs> only, only the shirt, not the back. Anyway, so then what happened is that um, uh, I said, what have you been doing today? Oh, she said, we've been playing today. She said, old man, we have a community trust which trains school children, holiday time and all this type of thing. I said, wow, she says, we've been playing today. I said, fantastic. That's all I'm really passionate. And she says, and we've got our season tickets. Said, wow, fantastic. <laughs> I said, and then I thought, we've got a situation here where we've got uh, a lady. We've got a, a lady with, um, with two young, impressionable girls, right, of a, of a, a, at an age that they, they you know, they, they are impressionable when they're that kind of age. They might have eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I just don't know. So anyway, I said to her, I said, where do you sit? Thinking that she might have gone for safety and been in the, in the Joe Royal stand, you know, or, or in the old stand. No, she says we sit over there, she says, in the family stand. The family stand is right next to the athleticals. Well, the athleticals are the best singing, dancing act in the world. You know, they, they, we must have 2,000 kids. All his between 14 and 18, there are all passionate. I said, Well, I said, don't you? I said to her, I said, Don't you feel intimidated by the by all these young men next door? No, she says, The girls love it. She says, They're jumping up and down and dancing and singing. Eight and nine year old girls, you know, yeah. now, that is special, you know. And I, I, I was really touched that I'm glad I didn't speak to her before. Because we might have paid a bit more, because <laughs> of, because that is that that's the that's the passion, 
that I want, you know, I, I want ownership. I want, I want my, my son, I don't know if I've told you this already because I've had a lot of interviews. But, um, my son is 40 odd years old, and his vision is to have a wider ownership of, of the club. You know, how it's going to be, we, we cannot allow the, the football team that bears our town's name, you know, to be in the situation it was in before. That yeah. can't happen again. No. And if nothing, if we do nothing else, then as long as we can do that, then I'll be really, really happy. Another thing I want to do, I'm not, I've, not, I've not mentioned this before. Um, in Oldham, we have a large Asian community. And, and I feel that the, the Asian community are massively, massively underrepresented. Um, in fact, I only know three. I met two Asians in the, when I was doing a walk around last week. They came down to shake me and photograph. And then and I, my mate, who was a, a mate of Abdullah's, or it was Abdullah's, not agent, but he was his person, person that introduced him to everybody, you know, that's a mate's man. So Kashif Ashraf, who's my mate, um, he's brought a couple of Asian mates. But then that, that's it. You know, half of our population of that 14 to 18-year-olds are Asians, you know, and I, I'd love to get them involved. And, and if I could do that, wow, that would be something special. And I want yeah. to go to the towns now. I know that Blackburn have addressed it and they've sorted it out. And I know that um, uh, the other teams have, you know, like Bradford. You know, the, 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 I understand that they've they've addressed it, and so we want to make them feel really welcome. You know, when I gave my welcome speech, which went on forever on Saturday, <laughs> I, nearly, I, nearly, I nearly got booed off. But and you know, and I really said so we've got to welcome people from all the communities of all the yeah. to here. You know, make them not just welcome, embrace them, and bring them along. And I, I hope yeah. I hope that, that will happen. I, mean, I think that's one thing. Sorry, I think Frank. That's one thing that all, all the supporters groups, the PTB, uh, BPAS, uh, they all, all the all the podcasts, etc. About Oldham, uh, I think they've all been going for the same thing—a community-run club for the community. And I think the fact that you've came, come on board and embraced that fact, and you 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 you're, you're now promoting that, and it, I think you're, you're involved with the council. I believe I think the council have got involved heavily, and I think it's it's going to be a club for the town of Oldham, for the people of Oldham run by the people of Oldham. I mean, what more? I mean, I think back 12 months ago, I we were, I was crying on this podcast. I was, I was in bits. I, was in, I didn't know where to go. And and now, I just I just wish I were 50 odd. I, I wish I were younger so I could spend more time watching that club that that chap there is going to build up into a team. Now they're going to come back bigger and stronger. Have every confidence. Maybe not this year, but we're coming back. Definitely, under Frank. If we continue with this support, we can only go one way, you know. It's, it's... We're not going to go down again, are we? And I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say thanks, Frank, because I know that we're gonna have some food. I'm oh yeah, well, okay, yeah. We're gonna be late, but we've got food, Chris. You don't get any because you're in oh, France. Hey, hey, but hey. I've got food in the mic. I've got the food in the microwave ready to go. I was ready I get food for wine than you lot. Listen, can I just say thing? Listen, Frank. Carry on, don't change, mate. Keep doing what you're doing. You're loved by people and do not change. You're a, you're a fantastic character and you've been a breath of fresh air and had a long time, a lifetime Lattice fan. Thank you and please keep it up, mate. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for, thank you for inviting me onto your, uh, really? it's onto been, your podcast. It's been great. And, uh, Thanks for having us. It's been, it's been brilliant, Frank. Honestly, thank you for coming on. I, it's been good. It's a, I think it's an absolutely beautiful story. I'm, what's going on here now at Oldham? 
And yeah. I've certainly got a soft spot for the club myself after the last kind of 12 yeah. months. Good lad. I don't know if you know, but I was on the television programme a few years ago called The Island with Bear Grylls. And, uh, yeah. and, it's true, it's true. and I was the uh, grumpy old man that swore a lot. But the thing is, though, I was the only person that could do anything. Eventually, I became the centre of everything. And I, I just, I'm a leader because I'm a businessman, you know. But I was leading these people and they resented it. So I thought, okay, I'll lead from the back. But by leading from the back, it was always me that were doing anything. If they went out into the jungle, who liked me? Who was the one that called <laughs> snake? I mean, who was it? it was me that made, I made a raft. And But what happened is that the, the demographics of the people that I tried to sell to, it was younger people. And the young people are bored by old people. You know, so so they, they had to re-edit the whole thing and take me out as much as they could because it became become a frank show. You know, <laughs> so anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. Important bit. This is the important. Bit. Shine Television is the same people that they do pointless, and they're all loads of they call Endermine Shine. Anyway, they came on to me next last week. They says, "Oh yeah, we, we've seen you that blah. You know, they says blah blah blah. They says, um, can uh, have you thought of has anybody approached you to do a documentary about you taking over? Well, yeah, I says not yet. No, I says, but I says I do have somebody that's doing the documentary about me running the Atlantic, and I've put money into it and I've bloody lost it. So anyway, they says, well. This is um says we're interested. I said, okay, when are you gonna make a decision? Go oh, come back to a couple of days' time. Well, they phoned me up today. They says, um, I didn't know I'd forgotten all about them, you know. He says, Oh, he says, oh, we're we're interested in this uh doing a documentary. He says, Yeah, I said, I said, you know, I've gone um what's it called? Not global, when everybody watches your uh, thing on viral viral said, on TikTok. He says, yeah, he says, I know. I says, have you seen it? Oh, yeah, we've seen it. I said, well, I says, um, I said, I've not seen it yet. He says, oh, he says, have you had loads of television companies? He says, wanted to do um, documentary. I says, no. He says, can I do one? He says, so tomorrow I'm going to do a, I'm, I'm going to do an idiot for me. Do um, what, what, what do you call it? Um, Podcast. Pod, no, not a podcast. We're, we're talking to television to screen, aren't we? A video call. A yeah, video call. Yeah. We're going to do a video call tomorrow. So, uh, like, he's going to try and sell. See, hopefully, I can come, the personality can come over. It's yes. a bit like the banker Dave, you know. And uh, yes. if, I, if, I can, if I can do, I can put over that my passion for all my passion for all the athletic, you know. And um, we, in life, we all want to do something good, you know. Everybody, everybody I know would like to do some good somewhere. And, and uh, when I rode across the Atlantic, I'd raised like £600,000 of a fortune. I thought, I thought I'm going to raise a million. You know, and I told everybody before I said I was going to raise a million. And, uh, you know, to, to raise a million pounds for a charity, you know, like, like Alzheimer's, which is what I said, and 100% of what I raised went to the charity. There's no takeout for me, no expenses or anything like that. And uh, I, I was really, really... And I thought, you know, I've, I've managed to do something. You know, if I die tomorrow, you know, I, I think I've done something. But now with this lot, bloody hell, I, you know, being mobbed. Have you ever been mobbed? And it, you know, <laughs> every passion, an old bloke, 72 years old, was, a, a lady, I was walking, walking around, and this lady came to me with a baby, one month old, when I kiss a baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is special. That is special. The pope. He's like the Pope. The guy's the Pope, isn't he? He's like the Pope. <laughs> Well, Frank, thank you. Frank, Frank, well, Frank, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to go and eat some bangers and mash. Don't, 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 don't,
No, no food, no food. I'm hungry. I'm really shocked. Top talking to you. I'm not going out for a beer with you two. Hey, listen, Frank, listen, listen. Last, last thing, last thing. When I come over, Frank, I'm going to buy you a pint, mate. Least I can do is buy you a pint for buying my club. Yeah, like you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you very much. Thank you, there, guys. You? See you later. What's the score going to be tonight? What do you think tonight? We're going to win 3 0. We're going to win 3 0. He's off. Oh. <laughs> the only thing is, well, I, I'm not allowed to give advice on. I'm not, I'm not allowed to tell mates to go and bet on anything, and no, I'm not. I'm yeah. not allowed to. All these things I can't do, and I can't bet myself now because I've signed no, the. Uh, no. I'm never. I'm never fit and proper person. Yes, fit and proper. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. So I'm here with the Atletico boys. Um, unfortunate result tonight against Wildstone, but we won't talk about that. What we will talk about is. The last couple of years, lower league luck has kind of been following your story, obviously since, well, from last season. How do you feel now Frank's in charge and he's taken over the club? Uh, well, <coughs> it's obviously a lot more refreshing than it were, like, to have four years of absolutely nothing. And then, um... <laughs> and then... To have, I'll have... <laughs> do you know what? Why do we let them come? Why do we let them come? Um, oh, no, oh, yeah, and, then, and then Frank comes in. Good. Frank comes in and it's just like a completely different place. Even, like, I, I was looking forward to a Tuesday night game against a part-time team at six o'clock this morning and I've not looked forward to a Latics game in a long time. So it's just, it, you feel like the club's in an, an actual direction now. There's a bit of a vision. Um, and let's just hope it continues, really. Ryan, same question to you, Paul. Yeah, I mean, it's just refreshing just to have, you know, even the, the stands, the, the land, the club all back together. Somebody coming in who's a local guy, he's all about the club, the community, getting fans in, enjoying coming to Oldham again, um, which I think is so important. It, you know, whatever happens on the pitch, you know, it's, it's, it's for a good day out. So getting the families in, getting the kids in, you know, everybody, everybody looks like they're having a good time, no matter what the score, so definitely important yeah it's and uh, I'll tell you what I, I, I mentioned this to you boys earlier on I thought the atmosphere here tonight was fucking class I really did Good. you were bouncing all the way through so why did you start with yeah Definitely. Here we go. Carry on. I'll so, fuck off. <laughs> don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. It's the sound. Pump number two. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads, we're professional. We've done one interview before. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, tonight, I thought it was one of the best atmospheres I've seen in a long, long time. Um, and that's obviously set by you guys, the Atleticos. Why did you start Atleticos? Uh, I mean, obviously, we've seen what was going on in Europe, and you know, for many years we've had not the best atmospheres at home. Our, our away support is unbelievable. You know, we're, we're selling out away ends everywhere. The atmosphere is electric from everybody in the ground. But every 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 team that came to here, we we're always our singing us. Um, and from then, we you know we had a, a, a few a few lads together. We uh, we brought a drum, a couple of flags, um, just to try and 
kind of be kind of be a bit more organised like they are in Europe, and you know you see how easy it is for them to, to organise an atmosphere. So we got a couple of lads together, and um, it kind of went from there. You know, we're, we're ten years this month, um, so I think we started off with about five of us. A couple of years ago, the, in the old block, we had only about forty of us for Wigan at home. And now we're selling out a block of 600, you know, it's, it's just fantastic. So it's, it's taken a long time, but it was all about the atmosphere, all about to enjoy the game again. Um, and effectively, that's that's kind of where it came from, so to start it. Yeah, awesome. Frank mentioned in our podcast that's going to be coming out, he mentioned that the reason why he bought Oldham was because of the Atleticos. What do you feel about that? Uh, well, I, <coughs> the day he took over the club, uh, I was I was actually at home having my tea when it happened, and every, everybody was like, "Are you going down?" I was like, "No, I'm not going to bother. I didn't think there was going to be anything really." Um, and then I got like my phone was going mad for like ten minutes, like phone calls, texts, like, "Oh, he's asked for you, he's asked for you," and I just thought it was one of them comments, you know, when someone just makes a comment, "Oh, where are the uh, the athleticos or whatever?" But then he, I saw videos and stuff, and um, no, I got a phone because like, "No, he's asked for you," so I literally got in my car, drove down here, and then I met him in the executive box, and he said he's like the reason there was two reasons main why I bought the club it was like one because of Darren Royal and two just because of the atmosphere you lot created like it was a Tuesday night against Leighton Orient that he came um, we won 2-0 we weren't great but the, even the, the, the crowd was a lot less than it was tonight it was like 4,000 if that 3 and a bit thousand but that that was full and he just said the atmosphere you lot created on a cold horrible Tuesday night when you're bottom of the league he said I just couldn't um, couldn't pass that so nice. No, it's, it's 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 really nice considering where we've come from. You know, come from like five or ten people to now we're. I like to think that we're a lot bigger than we used to be. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? All the best for Oldham. And like I said, it's a it's a success story for us. Seeing what was going on last season, it was really difficult to watch. And it was as a football fan. You don't want to see other football fan, uh, football clubs go out of existence. And that's why we certainly we're trying to push that people need you to notice what we're going on what would you say your last words are for the future for the, I'll ask you both Ryan I'll come to you first what's your thoughts for the future I mean I, I just hope to start off is just stability we, we're just going to get the club back together which it is now um, and effectively rebuild you know it's even simple things like just giving the ground a, a good tidy up you know it's not had it for years pitch relayed it's not been done in 15 15 years nearly um, it, it just needs a good tidy up a good good bit of stability in the club again and to put everything back together and then if we're going to go for it is make sure that we're ready to go up and we're not going to be start yo-yoing up and down and um, yeah it might not be this season it might be a couple of years time um, but you know we've seen the likes of Stockport and, and Tramia and they've come down and they've been gone for years and they've rebuilt but they've rebuilt well and they're going to